welcome to Two Snowflakes in a Blue Box. Who are we, Charlie? Two queer intersectional feminists who want to talk about Doctor Who. Damn right. And today we're definitely ranting. Yes. Uh, Sorry. So today we're going to uh, talk about episode three, Rosa. Uh, before we get started, how are you doing, Charlie? I'm doing well, thanks. You're really ill at the moment. Yeah, th- this podcast is brought to you by <laughs> low-quality Chris. I... <laughs> I I was like, yeah, we need to record an episode today, but I refuse to take off the blanket I'm I've shrouded myself in. So you're just in your like cape. Yeah, expect den. expect a slightly lower energy, Chris, today. <laughs> it's okay, I can bring the energy for us both. So basically, I don't have a problem with the fact that they did an episode on Rose Parks because previously, especially with Matt Smith. The Doctor was very focused on Winston Churchill is great. Let's be best mates with Winston Churchill. Yeah. And I like that move away from neo-colonialist rhetoric and towards a, okay, let's face the facts. Our history is racist as fuck. Um, but they're still not, they still weren't prepared to address the fact that R as in UK history yes. is, which, um, yeah, I, I, I think we should be like very upfront about, uh, we are, but we are like both white and British. Um, that's why I text my um, black American friend um, and asked for her opinions on the yeah. episode because obviously, given our demographic, we need to try and get represent. This is representing yeah. a completely different demographic to us. Yeah. So, um, so prepare for two white people talking slightly uncomfortably about race <laughs> and about um, what I would what I would say um, is if you want to sort of like hear more about this there's a really good podcast uh, called Woke Doctor Who uh, and they did a I think it was like a 45 minute episode that's really de- good deconstructing all of the all of the issues they had um, and that's by two uh, American women of colour yeah um so yeah they get they honestly why the hell are you listening to our podcast on this go listen to them they're in a they're much better up. place because to we, talk about this specific episode this specific episode <laughs> let yeah let's let's dive right in um yeah can i read what mcdala said because i think it's worth sure okay okay so um, my friend Magdala has watched the episode and texted us, and she said, um, I both appreciated and disliked how the episode handled the South Asian character. Um, I'm glad it grappled with how brown people fit into the world divided by race, specifically in terms of black and white. However, I am not certain she would have been able to sit in the white section. This is, um, a good question. So I think it would have been worth actually going a bit deeper with that. Um, I dislike the joke she made about having Mexican blood. I think that could be construed as offensive. As for historical accuracy, I've actually come to know that Rosa Parks did not refuse to give up her seat on the bus on a whim. Her decision and the Montgomery bus boycott, as well as the decision to have Rosa refuse to give up her seat, were all planned beforehand by the Alabama chapter of the NAACP, which is the National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People. Um, The local chapter headed by Rosa and MLK Jr. himself. During the meeting scene, I thought the show was going to demonstrate this, but it didn't, um, which is an issue we picked up on. Yeah. 
Um, overall, I think the episode did a fair job of trying to accurately represent 1950s America, especially through the object- objections of white people to interactions with the black and South Asian characters. The little nod that Rosa gave at the end touched my heart. The only discrepancy is that the episode is based on the idea that Rosa just happened to refuse one day for her own volition, when the action was actually orchestrated by the NAACP along with her start with her start to the bus boycotts and civil rights movement. So, um, and I think the fact that it ignored the role of the NAACP mm. is the main point that we picked yeah. up on. Yeah, I think, because, uh, I mean, Rosa was... Um, Rosa was an activist. She was, uh, yeah. what was it? She was secretary to she the was, Yeah, Alabama. she basically set up. She was chair, wasn't oh, she? Oh, my God. Let's look this up. Secretary. Yeah. So she was secretary the the Alabama chapter of the NAACP. She was, you know, this is not to say that Rosa's story is not worth telling. It's an mm. incredible story. But you have to give the context of that she was one activist in a group of many other activists. The NAACP still has a large role to play in America, even to this day. Mm. And to not mention them does... It's not... I think there was a brief, like, nod to, to, like... There was a scene where Ryan met, like, what was it, Martin... um, Um, Her husband, MLK, and someone else who was in the NAACP. And that's... But but it showed it as a room with four people in. Yeah, not the NAACP. One woman. Yeah. And, like, in reality, like, women were a hugely important part, and that's of, like, the civil rights movement, and that's part that's been systematically erased from a lot of uh, histories of the civil rights movement. Um, and just the representation that this was about, I think my general issue with this is the entire episode places far too much emphasis on individuals. Yeah. It's Rosa Parks rather than the NAACP. Yeah. It's, it's James Blake rather than the system which enforced this rule. And it's, I mean... James Blake was a racist. But so was everyone else in that society. Framing it as this was about one bad guy discriminating against one woman is just grossly misrepresentative. Mm. It's also... I, I found it slightly disrespectful to the people who had to suffer the daily racism because it wasn't just one like you say it wasn't just one bus driver it was every bus driver it was every waitress it was every every person in every shop in every aspect of society because society was incredibly they had jim crow laws Mm. jim crow was in place it was you know that scene where james blake is talking to graham and he's like oh well it's the law we've got to enforce the law it was literally the law the law was you have to discriminate against black people to keep them in their place. Mm. That was how it was viewed. And so to just act as if it was one person against another, it, it's not right. It's not an it's, accurate representation. Yeah, and also representing it... Yeah, I mean, it's... The reason Rosa Parks is well-known is because she made a compelling story. She yeah. was the right person in the right place at the right time. Uh, there was uh, people like Claudette Colvin who... Yeah was arrested for the exact same offence a few months beforehand, but she was younger, there were rumours that she was uh, she pregnant was a, yeah, she and was unmarried a pregnant woman. at the time. 
Um, so Claudette Colvin was another one of these activists. Mm. And, you know, there were plenty of people who were doing this, but the NAACP, being an activist group, knew that they had to get a figurehead. And that figurehead had to be appeasable to the white population. Mm. The NAACP are, were, well, are and were a group of very intelligent, educated, um, I think there's a lot of lawyers in the group. Mm. They knew exactly how to win a political um, I mean, standpoint. The NAACP was primarily a legal campaign. Exactly. Group. So they knew that if they wanted to win the legal battle and they need, wanted to get sympathy on board, which they need in order to do, achieve the kind of things that they wanted to and did achieve, they needed to have somebody that the white people could um, connect with. And that was an old woman. And I say that in inverted commas. 40 because, or, yeah, or something. You know, a, an old woman who was tired from... Well, you know, middle-aged woman, tired from work. And also the fact that... Um, I think I'm sure I read one time that they chose Rosa because she was very pale skinned. Um, yes, yeah, I think she was. Quite, yeah, both her and her husband. They were quite very pale, and you know because of how race is actually a social construct, which we won't go into right now. <laughs> it's this whole aspect of like, well, she looks more like the white population than hmm. some of our other um, yeah, members. Her, her selection was very much politically motivated and calculated. Yes, and. I think it's incredibly disempowering for the message behind this entire episode is all this guy had to go do is go back and stop one act. That wouldn't have changed history. To me, it's hugely, it seems hugely disempowering Mm. uh, for the the vast social uh, and political movement which already existed... Rosa's uh, the Rosa and the bus boycott was a trigger, but it wasn't the underlying cause. Yeah, this was not about you know just random chance that this happened, and suggesting it was is it's offensive. It's offensive. It's removing the agency of the you know the vast numbers of political campaigners and and the fact that it was going on across America, not just in Montgomery. It wasn't just Hmm. the NAACP had been going for years doing all sorts of legal campaigns across mm. America. They had already achieved quite a it's, lot. It's it's reinforcing the thing which quite often comes across in, certainly when I was growing up, mm. um, like in textbooks at school, it was always uh, Rosa Parks' story and then they desegregated. Uh, like, that's looking back, that's <laughs> ridiculous. No, it was Rosa Parks started like a year-long... A campaign involving tens of thousands of people mm. and then eventually that direct action worked. Exactly. But it took a lot of effort mm. and a lot of other people and it took so much coordination and planning and there, there were so many more um, people involved in this story and I don't want to say, okay, BBC, never do an episode like this again, because I think these stories do need to be yeah. told. And I, mean, I think it's d- incredible demons that the doc- of, Demons of a Punjab. I can't wait for us to talk about that. Too, oh my god, that was I, brilliant. That, I think that was. Yeah. I, when we get to that. When we'll we get to that, about. we'll talk about that. But um, yeah, I, I mean, this is. In a way, these are very similar episodes. They're both talking about uh, real historical events. Um, yeah. 
I also, I just found the plot kind of ridiculous. Yeah, this generally. idea that um, because Krasko has a vortex time manipulator, he can change history just like mm. that. It, it's a bit, I think they were trying to write, they were trying to introduce race. And yes, Doctor Who does need, I, I, I want more episodes like this. I really yeah. want more episodes like this. I want to see more his incredible historical figures. I want to see more diversity in who the Doctor goes and makes mm. friends with. I definitely want that because, God, Winston Churchill. If there is one more episode with Winston Churchill, I think I might scream. Uh, well, Winston Churchill is the hero. Oh, my God. He voted against the women, women having the right to vote four times. Never mind the fact that he referred to Indians as barbarians and subhumans who deserve to be um, colonised, for God's sake. So, yeah, um, so I want the BBC to do more stories like this. Mm. And I I think that telling the story about Rosa is really powerful and really great. I just wish it had included more of the crucial figures and more of a reference to the thousands of people who took part in the boycott, Mm. the thousands of people who then rallied around going, yes, we do need to bring down Jim Crow. Yes, we do need to make a change. And we can and we will. And they did. They ended segregation. And I know that race hasn't suddenly disappeared. And it's a comment that either Ryan or Yaz made. Yeah. Um, Racism didn't disappear Mm. after the boycott. Racism is still alive and kicking in America and in the UK, across Europe. Um, Though it is a little depressing that, you know, in the... 57th century or whatever. Whenever Krasko comes from, is, he's like, your kind. And I was like, really? Like, presumably at this time, you know, surely there's speciesism now instead. Yeah. Because like, it's, I mean, like, I'm trying... f- forget, you know, black or white. They have different numbers of heads. Exactly. Surely that's a bigger, like, divide to get behind. And the thing is, I'm pretty sure this is where the continuity of Doctor Who episodes and series mm. goes, because... In a past series, um, I'm sure it was with Bill, she was like, oh, I understand racism because I'm black. And this blue alien was like, what do you mean? You look exactly the same as all the others. And pointed to the white people. And he was like, no, 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 speciesism. You know, that kind of thing. Because I'm a blue alien and I get attacked and everything. Um, And also, like, um, River Song and Captain Jack, they came from... The 57th, 51st, whatever century it is, and mm. neither of them mentioned any of the racism that supposedly Krasko has. Yeah, and I'm, so, I'm not saying that racism is going to be completely gone, but I'd like to hope so. Yeah, I would hope that by the 51st century we've sorted out yeah. our systematic and institutionalised racism, because otherwise. I think we've listed like three different centuries. Okay. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever he was supposed to come from past mm. characters have come from it because he has the same device and technology and they have not re- referenced racism and it's also very disheartening that that far in the future we'd still have such institutionalised racism and I would hope that we'd get past that by then, I'd hope that we would have dismantled the systems in place that keep and prop up mm. racism in the form that we have it currently <laughs> Should we talk a bit about the uh, characters in this? Yeah. Um, so I I think... Ryan and Graham is a nice place to Ryan start. Ryan and Graham, uh, 
I, I think I think we talk about Ryan Crane. We do. Too but much. Their, their it was it was, was a continuation yeah. of Dynamic was growing. We're talking about that a bit in the next episode. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice that Dynamic is slowly growing. What I did find really fucking annoying was uh, Ryan didn't know who Rosa Parks was. Yes, yeah, like... which especially when they made it a point that Grace. His grandma, who was very close to, was obsessed about Rosa Parks, just kind of felt weird. Yeah, it was like... It was like, really? I really liked when Yaz... When the scene where Yaz and Ryan talked about yeah. racism, it was it felt a little bit forced. It was definitely a forced scene, but... But I'm... also very much needed, because mm. children watch this, and children don't talk about racism because... It's not a word that used to, but they will, you know, children who are of colour will definitely experience racism, Mm. even if they do not understand it as racism. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And and I um, think that conversation on a a programme that children watch is really, really important. mm. And I definitely like that. I think it would have been nice if they'd maybe talked a little bit more about Islamophobia. It was... uh... It was one of the very few bits of nuance in the entire episode because the rest of it very much treated it as racism was a thing that happened in America in the fifties, and this they they did talk about no racism is still a thing in the yeah. UK, um, which I would have liked to see more of. Yeah, and I think it was really crucial that she mentioned that she gets harassed when she walks home from the mosque, which mm. is something that definitely because yeah. I. Um, I have a lot of Muslim friends and they definitely experience that kind of harassment all the time. Racism is horrific in this country, even to today. Yeah. So I think that scene was important, but I would have liked it if they kind of... If they reflected more on that. Yeah. And it hadn't just been that one scene, it had been throughout. It was one of the few things which talks more about racism as a broader issue rather than being perpetuated by a few evil racist mm. guys. It's like, no, this is an entire society. This is the structure that society yeah, is it's, set on. It's structural, not personal. Exactly. I'm going to talk a little bit about bits I liked yeah. about this episode. Sure. Um, essentially, I think the failure came in when they started to try and do a plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like this the uh this the start of the scene, the introduction where they sort of reflected where they sort of showed segregation and discrimination. I mean they mentioned Emmett Hill. Yes. Which that for was... a kids programme, like if you've it not was... seen uh if you Google Emmett Hill you'll find pictures of uh his open casket hu- funeral yeah. which are uh very Upsetting and very visceral, very upsetting. Uh, so mentioning it uh, on a children's show uh, or a show aimed at children is uh, a bold move. Um, and I've got a lot necessary. of respect for that. And like showing uh, showing discrimination, though it did feel a bit forced. How everyone was like so surprised. Like the doctors travelled throughout time. They should. I, it did feel a bit ridiculous when they were just like, oh, we have to leave now? What? This is such a surprise. And I was like, no, you should have known this was coming. 
but it, it was... Um... I think the thing is, when they first got to Montgomery, they didn't realise it was Montgomery or what year it was. Yes. And so, obviously, they should be surprised. But I think when someone said to them, it's Montgomery 1955, they should have gone, oh, and kind of, there should have been a glance between mm. Yaz and Ryan of, ah. Yeah, it showed an unrealistic level of naivety the way mm. they uh, initially handled it. Um, but, like, I think showing that is really good, and I would have loved to see a plot which uh, explored these issues, but not based on Rosa. I would have loved, liked to see an episode based in uh, this sort of town, uh, where they fight a fictional threat, but then they also have to deal with the racism within yeah. uh, the community. Something along those lines. But... So I, th- I think it's always difficult uh, with Doctor Who when han- when dealing with uh, real historical events, but I think especially uh, things around the US civil rights, Rosa Parks is a huge icon and it's still very much like a politically charged thing. So I think, honestly, I think it should have been left alone. I see, I think that they should have, done an episode of Razor, but what I would have liked... I, I can't see a way they could have what, done that sensitively. You, can I? Okay, sorry. I think if maybe, like in the past where um, historical figures have found out about the Doctor being a time traveller, and if maybe, okay, somebody was trying to meddle with the timeline, but instead it had been in the context of Rosa is part of the NAACP, there's going to be this mass boycott with thousands of people, and finding out that somebody is not trying to stop Rosa, but is trying to stop the NAACP's campaign, trying to mm. stop the whole boycott, because, okay, they can't stop the civil rights movement, but they could maybe stop the boycott. Um, yeah. And, you know, her maybe her involvement in trying to make sure that history goes on the right path. Yeah. I think that would have been an interesting story, because I'd quite like to see Rosa Parks kicking ass with time travel. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I still think it would have been just very, very difficult to get right. Um, I think the one of the other good things that um, the episode has going for it is that it was written by Mallory Blackman. Yes, um, I'm, like I'm huge fan of Mallory Blackman. I grew up uh, reading her books. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say it's not some of her better work. What's really surprising is I think this is the first Doctor Who episode ever primarily written by a black person. Yeah, that's really depressing. Which, like, I mean, it's good that, you know, someone now has, but it that's a milestone a which should have been passed a while ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there is plenty of commentary out there on blogs and in, um, even in newspapers like The Guardian mm. on how Doctor Who has routinely avoided race. It's been a bit racist in its um, representation uh, yeah. of people. It's It's been highly problematic regarding mm. race. And we have touched up on it a little bit. Yeah, I think Ryan it's definitely like classic Who is yeah. a lot worse than oh the, like... God. I think this, this uh, series has like 
uh, tackled issues around race a lot more than previous mm. series. And we have to give it credit for Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen a lot more diversity uh, within uh, the casting, uh, which, again, I embrace, but I just don't think this episode was done well no. at all. Um, I, I think, luckily, this series redeems itself in Demons of Punjab. Yeah. But we'll come on to that in a few episodes' time. Yeah. Um, also, also, just one final thing I found really annoying was the uh, like the end bit uh, of uh, she changed the universe. Yeah. And then it cut to an asteroid named Arthur. It's and like... like, space is full of cold dead rocks. That's not... Changed by Herbie. <sighs> and also... Her legacy is... I mean... Her legacy is a lot more and a lot more It's a more lot incredible. more complex and a lot more nuanced, but ultimately a lot more important. It's, than just a rock. It's her contribution uh, to the civil rights movement. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, the progress that has... that was seen in America uh, in part because of her uh, actions. I, I think it, it was good, like, at the end of the episode, they did, like, reflect on... Uh, the sacrifices she made and like how uh, her life was still a fight, but again, oh it's it's still so focused on like one person. And I mean, it was really touching that they mentioned how she yeah. lost her job and life was incredibly difficult because of what she did, and that was a sacrifice she made. And I I really respect that they acknowledged that this was a huge sacrifice. She knew what she was doing. Mm. She knew exactly what this yeah. would what the consequences were for her life. And for her husband, they knew exactly what they were up to, but they were determined that they knew that segregation is wrong and that it was unjust and that they had to do something about it. And, you know, they are incredible people. Every Mm. single person who took part in the boycott, every single person who took part in the civil rights movement are incredible people because they knew, they saw the society they lived in was not just and they wanted to change it. And that is something that, is incredible and generations of people are eternally grateful for um and i I think the the acknowledgement that rosa herself suffered a lot because of this one act that she did um was really touching and necessary because it shows that the fight was never over you had it wasn't just that she got arrested it Mm. was continuous and especially the fact that they mentioned how it took until 1999 for her to be commemorated for her action it took until um then for her to receive any kind of national recognition while she was famous she didn't actually get praised properly by the government no she got death threats for years what did you think of the episode overall I really, really wanted to enjoy it. I really wanted yeah. it to be good. But I think the main thing for me is that they just didn't give enough credit to mm. the hours of organised, everything that went into this boycott and they pinned it on one person and the fact that they didn't name the NAACP really yeah. infuriated me because they were so crucial in mm. kicking off the civil rights movement yeah. along with every other individual person that took an individual stand yeah. um, who who aren't as well known as Rosa Parks so 
I, I want to give it a high mark, but I'm sorry, it's, it's a five. Five out of ten. Yeah, I, I'm i on a similar wavelength to you. I, uh, again, I wanted to like it so much, and like the first time I watched it through, I liked it quite a lot. It's only as I started reading some responses to it and I rewatched it that I started to realise all the things which were problematic about mm. it. But it's some, definitely something that rewatching it um, and thinking about it has brought out more is mm. it sort of shows how much it misframes the campaign, misframes the civil rights movement, and there were good bits in uh, the setup in like showing discrimination uh, but I'd give it a four um, just because I think it really mishandled uh, a really important topic thanks for listening uh, I've been low energy Chris and I've been regular energy Charlie catch you next week and don't forget to follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter we're two snowflakes and a blue box and you can email us at number two snowflakes and a blue box at gmail.com. See you later. Bye.